I wanted to start out, I'm really a simple Catholic altar boy who wanted to play bass in a band to meet chicks. That's what I wanted to be. I didn't want to be the front man. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. but notice that about an hour ago our friend Brett and Tosa who's one of our uh, our fine brewers callers to the show from time to time uh, tweeted at me uh, and tweeted oh, I guess he didn't tweet at me I saw it sorry Brett I'm, I'm inserting myself into the situation and I shouldn't he tweeted at Adam McCalvey and Kurt Hogue good to see where I stand and he said what's up with Keston Hira he hasn't played since Sunday he's not in the lineup for the Nashville Sounds he wasn't in the lineup last night either and it was Rick Sweet's birthday you're telling me on Rick Sweet's special day, he was keeping his his prized pony, his his AAA all-star out of the lineup? No, sir. Don't believe it. And I then interjected on Twitter and I said, hey, a caller to the Bill Michaels show told me off air today that Keston Hero was on the same flight as him from Nashville to Milwaukee earlier this week. I'm not reporting that Keston here is joining the Major League Ball Club. I'm not not reporting it. I mean, in essence, he's joining the club. He's he's flying to the same city as the club. Is, is that joining, joining, traveling, you know, potato, potato. We can, we can argue over verbiage all day. I was just told today by a caller, by, by someone with boots on the ground, or I guess boots in the sky, technically, that Keston here was on his flight from Nashville to Milwaukee this week. Do with that information what you will. Also, if you were on that plane, please call the sh- call the show. If you're ever on the same plane as a Wisconsin athlete or a famous person, I want to hear about it. Those are the types of details that make uh, calls to sports radio. That's that's basically all the show is. Just people sharing random anecdotes. Yeah, I saw Keston here on my flight. That's information I need. Give me a call. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Fins up. It's Friday. Uh, today feels a little different. I've never had a Fins Up Friday without Jimmy on, on Earth. This is the first Fins Up Friday without him. Uh, so we're going to celebrate him a little extra, a little homage, a little tribute in the last 20 minutes of the show or so. Maybe Big Ron in Jersey will give us a call, tell us a, a fine Buffett story of one time he saw him in South America and Rio under the Christ the Redeemer statue or whatever because Big Ron's always traveling from coast to coast and equator to equator so maybe we'll hear from big ron my dad is also going to join the show because my dad is the biggest parrot head that i know and i know quite a few parrot heads we we run together in groups but uh my dad is is the og parrot head in my life he's going to join the show a little bit closer to six o'clock and i don't think my dad has he ever been on the show before can't remember maybe for one random thing or another over the years the first time in a while certainly the first time i can remember so my dad's going to be here and naturally, we're going to talk NFL, too. Like, that's the main squeeze today. The Lions beat the Chiefs in Kansas City last night. A surprising result, but if you watched the game with your eyes last night, you weren't dumbfounded when the clock struck zero and the Lions had won. You're like, yeah, the Chiefs really couldn't get it going offensively. Patrick Mahomes didn't have much help. They were missing the the pass rush of Chris Jones, Jared Goff had a lot of time. I, I know on paper, it's insane to think that the Detroit Lions went into Kansas City and knocked off the defending champs, but we all watched the game last night. 
that result was not surprising after watching uh, four quarters of, of these two teams go back and forth. 608-321-1670, if you'd like to call the show. I did get a call right off the bat. Maybe it's Keston here related. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, it's Uncle Packer. Uncle Packer. I don't Packer. have anything to say about not talking about Keston Hira, but Him too. I just got some stuff I wanted to add. I've been waiting to, to talk to you. Well, fantastic. Well, awesome, Uncle Packer. It's been a little bit since we've talked. Did you watch the game last night? Oh, yeah, every minute of it. Oh, and boy. I so agree. It was not a impressive win. It wasn't a dominating win. You know, it, yeah, they won. But I, I, you know, the the returning world champs, they, they look a little bit out of sorts. And I think they're missing that tight end and that big defensive tackle, Chris Taylor, the uh, Johnson, I can't remember his name. That number Chris 95. Jones, but since you Chris mentioned Jones. Chris Taylor, I would also like to add that I cannot stand him because he kept my Brewers basically out of the World Series. David Fries, too, while we're yeah. at it, if we're just talking about people we don't like. Yeah, well, that's one. Of, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't really care. I, I really was rooting for Kansas City because really? I don't like anybody. Oh, yeah, I don't like anybody in the North except Green Bay, of course. Okay. I don't, I, I'm sure. really going against the Lions. I, sure. I'm scared they're going to be good. I'm scared that in this lifetime they're actually going to win. Well, they've beaten us four straight times, Uncle Packer. The time might be now. Yeah, well, I still think they're the Lions. I mean, they're they're the paper Lions. I mean, it's uh, I don't think it's going to come to fruition yet. Maybe they got to wait for me to die, and I'm like in my late 60s, so it's time to go pretty quick. But I want to tell oh. you, um, not to change the subject. Oh, but my Alexa just told me that Christian Watson is a lot for game one. He is, yeah. That kind of took a little bit out of me. But, you know, he's a... He's kind of a paper lion, too. I hope he gets toughened up a little bit. You know, these big, speedy people, I think it's almost like when you can go that fast, and it's, it's like they're a little bit delicate. They're it's unnatural. Like a 6'4 man yeah. is not supposed to move that quickly, Mike. Right. Yeah, and he's got all that muscle. And did you see after his first touchdown, he just stood up and did a backflip? Yeah. Just like it was nothing. Easily. You know what I mean? It's like these guys, they're such a crap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's almost better to break a bone sometimes, you know. So I just, I hope he's back. I mean, he's he's got the stuff we need. But uh, it's tough to have him out the first game. But we're going to whoop up on Chicago anyway. I like the I, I like this. that attitude. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so. we're not going to need him. You know, the other thing is, is that we got a dynamic running back that we can put out. I'm talking about. Jones, you know, we can put him out anywhere, mm-hmm. and he can catch and run. And I think he'll, uh, I think he'll have a big game, you know, because I think he owns the Bears too. I think he's got some shares in that. There you go. Uh, yeah, he's he's been around the office. You know, Aaron Rodgers might have been the CEO the last however right. many years, and and they dominated the Bears. But Aaron Jones is right there. Maybe the CFO. Uh, maybe he worked in HR. He, he was right there. He had a big part in the last couple of years for sure. I'm with you. You know, uh, two things I wanted to say is that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of my life without Jimmy Buffett. He's just oh such an God. inspiration. I saw him in concert in like 1980 in a small venue in San Diego, and it was so life changing. Really? Uh, uh, he just was just, he's amazing. He, he was amazing. Or he, it, it, to me, his music was, it spoke to a generation. And other than Bob Marley, there's not many artists that are trans. You know, they go through, I can give my daughter, who's 14 years old, 
Bob Marley album, and she loves it. She listens to it. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with Jimmy Buffett. You can be 16 and be a parrothead, and you can be 80 and be a parrothead. It's like it's just who we are. And mm-hmm. he's so great, and I'm I'm going to miss him, and I hope that he's in Margaritaville. You know, I mean, how many times have we uh, blew out a flip-flop and stepped out a pop drop? I mean, I just you love the man, you know. He's just a big part of my life, and and I'm sad that he's gone, but, you know, we've lost a lot of people. You know, Prince is gone, and I, I'm so sad to say that I lived my life without seeing Prince in concert, and we're from pretty much the same area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I did get to see Jimmy Buffett, and I, I should be happy for the things I got, you know. Amen. And the Mike. other thing, if you look out your window, you notice the leaves are changing? It's uh, crazy, man. Yeah, I leave in my parking lot this morning. There were a bunch of yellow leaves on my windshield. Can you believe it? Oh. I don't, I'm not ready for it. I'm not either, I'm but not, we got football back football. this weekend, so we'll take yeah, that trade, football right? Back. And we got baseball, football. Before you know it, basketball is the greatest time of the year. But I was going to say, I'm right now backing up my flat-bottom John boat to the Chippewa River, going to run up and catch some walleye. I'm just, life's good, man. Hell life's yeah. wonderful. It's, Hell it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, Jimmy would love I, that. I Appreciate be, you, Mike. Have a yeah, great weekend. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Grant. You too. Uncle Packer. That's Mike up in Eau Claire. I just, a couple notes on that call. Uh, There's nobody better at keeping a conversation going than Uncle Packer because what he'll do is he'll say, well, I just have two things, and then he'll give you three things, and then he'll say, and one thing I wanted to say, he'll just keep going, and I love that about Mike. He he never has a shortage of things to add. He also cut out earlier in the call, and the first thing we heard when he came back in and got reception was, it'd be almost better to break a bone, which is just... Just I, I knew what he was saying, right? The, these these twists or these uh, strains, these high ankle sprains. You know, sometimes they say that a clean break is better for the bone. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pass judgment. I don't know what's up with Christian Watson's hamstring, but it was funny to get some out of context, Uncle Packer, where you didn't hear him for five or six seconds, and then the next thing you hear is, I, "It'd be almost better to just break the bone." <laughs> Appreciate you, Mike, uh, and fins up. Buffett in San Diego in 1980. I was listening to some live albums earlier today. The 80s and 90s, the energy was just that. The Coral Reefers had it going on, okay? It's like Tom Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. A lot of people tell you, I love Tom Petty, and I love doing this with the Heartbreakers. God, that was a great band. A great band, you know, just a bunch of hired guns versus a great band. It's a big difference. You really hear that in the 80s and the 90s, man. They, They ripped it. And Mike knows that. Christian Watson is out on Sunday. We're no doubt going to talk about that throughout the show. Uh, I wanted to start talking about the Lions and the Chiefs. And Mike mentioned that. Mike, very anti-Lions. His NFC North loyalty is only with the Packers, which I get. Um, Bill Michaels asked me at 10 o'clock this morning when we started the show if last night was more about the Lions or more about the Chiefs. And I thought that was a really good question. I was like, damn, I didn't think about that last night. Because I I think we noticed some weaknesses with the Chiefs last night. And I think the Lions proved themselves to some degree. So I I think last night was about the Chiefs and it was about the Lions. I'm trying to figure out who it was more about. Was this more about Detroit proving they're the real deal? Or was this more about Kansas City showing that they have some issues. And it's not like the team is rotten to the core and Patrick Mahomes isn't good anymore. No, it's not like that. But, you know, if Travis Kelsey's not out there, they don't have much. Not much going on. And I saw a lot of Chiefs fans, a lot of Chiefs betters 
on Twitter and in some of my group chats are like, well, the Lions don't win that game if Travis Kelsey's playing. Mike Tirico said after the game that there's an asterisk on this, which, come on. Like, we felt bad about saying asterisk in, in a bubble, in a shortened season that was wrapped up in Disney World. You're telling me this game played on a, on a normal field with two normal teams with one player missing? We're going to put an asterisk on that? How can you look a Lions fan in the face and say that? I, I thought that was a miss. I didn't think Tariqo and Chris Collinsworth were great last night, but it's week one for everyone, so we don't need to talk about that. But I, I saw a lot of the classic. You see this a lot. The Lions didn't beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Chiefs. Okay, well... Okay, Kelsey's absence totally made a difference. 100%, yeah. And maybe if Kelsey plays, the, the Chiefs do win. They probably do. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore were so awful. And they were pressed into elevated service because of Travis Kelsey's injury. But that's the game. We can't just discount parts of a game that we didn't like or the that didn't go well. I'm like, well, the Lions, Lions didn't beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Chiefs with dropped passes and a, and a bad pick six off a, off a dropped pass by Kadarius Tony. It's like, okay, but that happened. That was a part of the game. You can't just discount that and say, well, if that didn't happen, the game would have gone differently. Well, if I had wheels, I'd be a wagon. It would be like me saying, well, if the Brewers just scored a couple more runs in the fifth inning when they could have, well, they would have won. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you're damn right they would have won. That's why they play the games. Is to see if one team can score more runs than the other. That's how it works, right? Was last night, in your opinion, more about the Detroit Lions proving they're the real deal? Or was last night more about Kansas City showing, oh, Travis Kelsey, who's basically Gronk's age. Gronk has been retired for a bit. If Travis Kelsey gets hurt, they got nobody. Sky Moore does not look like it. And Kadarius Toney is, I don't even know what that was. That was as bad of a, a game from a position player as you can have, a skill position player. In your opinion, was last night more about the Detroit Lions or about the Kansas City Chiefs? The Lions were really impressive last night. They did not fluke their way into this. Jared Goff still not throwing interceptions. He's thrown 359 straight passes without an interception. I didn't doubt the Lions' talent coming into last night's game. They have a lot of dynamic players on offense, have a really good, sturdy, experienced offensive line, and their defense is improving. They're on the come up. Maybe they're not a leader, they're not one of the best defenses in football, at least right now, but they have improved from the, the basically wasteland of a defense they were about a month into the season last year where they couldn't stop anybody, right? I also didn't doubt Dan Campbell or his staff. Ben Johnson is one of the top coordinators in football. And Dan Campbell, last two years, he's lost some close games. But I think very similarly to Jaron Harbaugh, he's been making good decisions, good aggressive decisions. It's just been a lot of bad luck. A lot of close losses, bad luck. And that happens. That doesn't mean that he's making bad decisions. That doesn't mean he's a bad coach. just means the ball isn't bouncing his way. And that happens a lot. It's a fluky sport. All these games live on a knife's edge, which is why it's so hard to gamble on these games. I did doubt Jared Goff just a little bit coming into last night. Jared Goff, by the way, fits perfectly into our, our recent conversations that we've been having the last few weeks about game managers. And well, what does it mean to be a game manager? And what does a head coach look for in a game manager? Jared Goff needs to be able to run the offense, avoid making mistakes, and make a few big-time throws. Two, three plays that are difference makers. That's it. You can win in this league, and it is hard to win in this league, but you can win in this league as a quarterback if you do those three things. Run the offense and be on the same page with your, your offensive coordinator and your play callers. 
avoid mistakes, don't turn the ball over, don't do dumb things, don't make dumb penalties. And two, three times a game, when you got to step up and make a throw off script or off schedule or fit a ball in a tight window, you got to do it. If you can do those three things, you can win a lot of games in this league. And it is hard to win games in this league. Jared Goff did all those things last night, ran the offense really well. He didn't make any mistakes. Again, 359 straight passing attempts without throwing an interception now. That's the longest active streak in football. And he made a couple big throws. I don't think the broadcast last night did service to a couple of Jared Goff's throws. There was one in the first half. It was a seed. I saw our friend of the network, Paul Charchian, tweeting about it. He's like, NBC didn't even mention this. Look at this ball. And then later on in the game, when they were down six, fourth quarter, backed up in the shadow of their own end zone, third and 12, he delivers a seed to Josh Reynolds on third down. Like, that's your big-time throw. You make two or three of those throws a game. You don't make any mistakes, and you run within the, the flow of your offense, and, and you keep the, the train on the tracks. You can win a lot of games. And we saw that last night. 21-20 against the Chiefs. It was really impressive for the Lions. There weren't a lot of unanswered questions about the Lions, but Jared Goff continuing to show that he can be the guy in the right situation, and last night was the right situation, Never really doubted Dan Campbell or Ben Johnson. They're really dynamic on offense. They're only going to get more dynamic as Jameer Gibbs finds his footing in the league and Jamison Williams becomes available and stops getting hurt and stops gambling on games, right? And I think their defense is getting more mature. And Detroit, I don't know if you noticed this last night. I tweeted this out at Wisco Grant. Every one of their rookies made at least one play. Jameer Gibbs made a couple big plays, but Jack Campbell, the linebacker, had an awesome pass breakup. Brian Branch had a pick six. Sam Laporta made a really nice catch on a play that I... There was a penalty. Did the play come back? Or I think maybe the penalty was a hold as Sam Laporta was coming out, but it was a nice catch, good yards after the catch. So at one point last night with each of their rookies or their first couple of picks, I leaned forward and said, oh, look at that. He's making a play. Young guy making a play. Lions got a lot of good things going. Was last night more about the Lions? Or was it more about the Chiefs? We can talk about the Chiefs side of things next. Three minutes, we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I mean, you're a workaholic, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, God, I, uh, I know so many people that hate their jobs. And I love my job. I really do. And it gets more exciting every day. Wisco Sports Show fins up. It's Friday. My dad's going to join the show a little later. Big time parrot head, long time parrot head. Uh, bought his first Jimmy Buffett record in, if I remember correctly, 1982. Hear a little bit about that. I'm really hoping we hear from Big Ron today. This is our first fins up Friday without Jimmy. Don't make me celebrate alone. We already heard from Uncle Packer some comments about when he saw Jimmy Buffett back in the day, San Diego. Jimmy Buffett loved football, loved his New Orleans Saints down in the AFC South, NFC South, excuse me. We're not talking about the Saints, talking Lions Chiefs. Was last night more about the Chiefs or was it more about the Lions? Bill asked me this question to start the show this morning, and I'm like, ah, uh, in my head, I'm going to steal this. This is how we're starting the Wisco Sports Show tonight. Not that it really means all that much. Like, I love the uh, the fans of a losing team after the, after their team loses. You'll often see them say things like, well, 
the only the, the only team that can beat my team is it, my team. I worded that really poorly. But like if a Packers fan were to say this, the Bears didn't beat the Packers. The Packers beat the Packers. And it's like, okay, spin it any way you want. I saw Chiefs fans saying that last night and, and Chiefs betters. Like, hell, I was talking to one of my good buddies who's a Bears fan. And just based on, on a couple of texts back and forth, I could tell he had money and he had picks in, in survivor pools and, and different things on Kansas City to win. He's like, the Lions didn't do anything. The Chiefs blew it. Okay. I don't know. I saw Jared Goff make some really big-time throws at the end. Like, they possessed the ball when they needed to, converted when they needed to. They got stops when they needed to. Yeah, if Travis Kelsey plays, Chiefs probably win. But I don't know. If the Brewers scored more runs, then they'd win more games. We can play the what-if game from now until 6 o'clock, but that's not productive. I thought last night was another feather in the Lions cap. As Roger Goodell said last night, they wrapped up last year by going into Lambeau and knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. And then they open up this year by going to Kansas City and knocking off the defending champs in their building. Okay, so Travis Kelsey didn't play. Still impressive. Uh, and, and the Lions just keep making their case of why they're, they're, as Bill would say, on the come. They're on the come. They're on the come up. 608-321-1670. Is this about the Lions? Is this about the Chiefs? Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Clem Head Mike from Chippewa. Clem Head Mike. Happy Friday, Mike. How are you? Happy Friday. I'm just enjoying my seven-day weekend. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm enjoying what's soon to be only a two-day weekend, uh, so I'm yeah. a little jealous of you, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. First of all, the Badger game is on ABC tomorrow night, so we can watch it on our antennas. So that's always cool. I saw people, um, I saw a lot of angry posts about Spectrum and how it was lagging on NBC last night. Mm-mm. I had my, my nice antenna out. I was watching on NBC 15. Yep. Crystal clear, no lag. Crystal clear, uncompressed, and colors were vibrant. And yeah. I accidentally um, uh, I accidentally spoiled one of the interceptions to my, uh, my group chat because they're watching on streaming, so they were probably about 45 seconds behind, so I, I spoiled. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Definitely. I, I have you on the... Uh, on my stereo, not not over the air, but I'm listening to you on my um, Amazon Echo Dot. Nice. And it's funny because it's about it is about thirty to forty seconds behind us right on the phone right now. It's kind of funny. It's it's. I turn the radio, you know, I turn it way down because it's very confusing listening to two things at once. But uh, right. yeah, weird. So yeah, I think last night's game, the the announcers, they were so busy drooling over Patrick Mahomes, they kind of did overlook Jared Goff. And I, I think like a lot of teams when they win a Super Bowl, they come into the next season kind of sluggish. They they've kind of got that Super Bowl hangover. They partied hard over the year, you know, the previous year and they didn't maybe they didn't train quite as hard because they're the champions. Sure. You know, they they're gonna just carry it over to the next season and we've seen them time and time again. So and I feel like a traitor. I was rooting hard for the Lions. I was underdog. Too. Yeah, I know we should we're not supposed to. Shame on me, yeah. but um I don't know. I couldn't help it. What I didn't want to see was the Lions come so close and and to have the Chiefs pull it out of their butt at the end and then to have the camera on the sideline and see Dan Campbell all sad because he knows his team was so close and they should have. I I didn't want to go through that last night. I wanted to see the Lions get this win. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, and Goff Goff impressed the heck out of me some of those throws like you were saying. That one, he was just getting getting ready to get clobbered and he Mm -hmm. delivered downfield. He was throwing some crossing patterns. And he was leading his guys perfectly. I he did impress the heck out of me. I was really surprised. Um, I didn't expect to see him play that well, but yeah, the uh, the 
announcers, they, yeah, they did kind of overlook the lines. And, you know, as far as uh, Kelsey being out, remember in 2010, well, I mentioned this the other day, Mike McCarthy won the Super Bowl, and the Packers had 16 guys in IR. So get over it. The, actually, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the Kansas City backup tight end, he played pretty well. I mean, it, the, they had catches. The I mean, funny thing is, who is it, Noah Gray and then uh, Jody Fortson? Like, Mahomes is willing to throw them ball. Mahomes had completions to 11 different Chiefs last night. The only one who didn't catch a, patch, uh, catch a pass was Sky Moore, which is such an indictment on him. Like, with Kelsey not in there and everyone's catching passes and you can't get one completion, like, that's... And he's their second-year guy. He's the rookie they drafted last year. Uh, he had a really disappointing night last night. I wasn't super impressed with uh, some of the weapons that um, Mahomes had no. to go to. Really. I mean, he had a lot of them, but um, I, I was going to ask you this. I think it was in the third quarter. The Chiefs had a holding a holding call, and uh, Dan Campbell declined it. And so it could have been first and five, or I mean, first and ten, you know, five-yard penalty, automatic first down, but he declined it because they had gained like seven or eight yards on first down, so it was second and two. Why would he decline that penalty? I don't, I don't know if I, I, I think I I think I must have missed that. I don't remember that. Now I'll have I to go back wrong. and look. I'm not sure. They had to go play two plays to get the two yards back or to make a first down. I uh, I don't know why. I don't know if that was the exact call or not. But, uh, yeah, it seemed really odd to me. But other than that, he, he called a pretty good game. And uh, he was actually looked kind of subdued and really focused last night. He wasn't jumping around screaming or any of that rah-rah stuff. He, he's uh think he's matured as a coach yeah it was cool to listen to his speech in the locker room and i don't know i just i want the lions to be good i i i I, i'm happy for them i genuinely am i know that the packers and and lions paths are going to cross and they're going to have to go through each other at some point Uh, you know for the division but we'll cross that road when we get there mike well lions won the championship last in 1957 can you imagine can you just imagine being a Lions fan? They haven't won the uh, championship since Nate for 66 years. And that's the year I was born. It's maybe, like I said the other day, maybe it's my fault. Well, they're not going to win. They're not going to win one until I die. <laughs> as a as a Brewers fan, I, I have a start of an idea on how that might feel, but I haven't been around on this earth since 1957. Uh, that would make yeah. me older than my father. Jeez. <laughs> I'm way older than your father. No, you're a young spring chicken. You're young at heart, Mike. Yeah. I got to get to one more call before this yep. break. All Have right. a good weekend, okay? Have a good, yeah. You too. Thanks. Get outside. Bye. Enjoy the fall weather with the grandkids, nieces, nephews. Pumpkin patch season soon, Mike. They're going to have you take the kids to go get pumpkins, go through the haunted forest. Just make sure you're up for it, okay? As, as, as a grandpa, it's your time of year to shine with activities like that. Make sure you have hot chocolate in the house when the grandkids come to visit one of these weekends. 608. 608- Three, two, one, sixteen, seventy. More about the Lions. More about the Chiefs. I think it's plenty of both, but uh, I don't know if it's fair to freak out about the Chiefs. It's probably not fair to freak out, but I don't think it's unfair to look at their group of weapons minus Travis Kelsey and say uh, they all suck. <laughs> like how how would that be unfair after what we saw last night? Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is John from Janesville. What's up, John? How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, Grant? Doing good. It's the first Fins Up Friday without Jimmy, so it's a little bit of a bummer, but no group I'd rather be yeah. hanging out with on a day like today than all of you. Yeah, no kidding, right? You get paid to say that, too. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're completely. By the, by the way, so when are you get, when are you going to get four hours? Four hours. Oh, geez, I don't know if I have it in me to do four. Do you know how long that is? Bill is a monster. Bill's a monster. I don't know how Bill does four hour every day. That is so much. Maybe let's do. What about like two and a half? Let's add another twenty minutes. Baby, baby steps. <laughs> you were doing that for you were doing that for a minute when you had to do both shows, though. Yeah. Well, you did six hours then. Yeah, actually. that's true. I suppose. I mean, I just think your uh, I think your style is just unique. Uh, you bring a fresh. You're fresh, is what I'm trying to say. Compared to, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Bill or Evo and and um, what's his name? Um, Nelly Nelson. Nelly, of course. Nelson's um, all those fired kids are good up too, well. but you uh, you just give a fresh attitude, that. and also you're a big Bucks fan, which uh, which I think gives you a plus. But yeah. anyhow, so last night's game, um, I was watching intently. I had uh, I picked up Noel Gray on uh, fantasy, and I was hoping for a good game, and it was pretty pedestrian. But I think I agree with you about the Chiefs, though, that their um, the receivers are they really remind me a bit of the Packers receivers. Before they drafted Watson and Dobbs, yeah, um, or or like they, in 2017 when uh, when uh, why can't I think of or 2015 when Jordy got hurt and then they just had a yep. bunch of young guys and no name guys and it it gets thin really quickly. Jeff Janis, yeah, Aberderis, <laughs> oh, Aberderis, yeah, there wasn't much there, and I just feel like I feel like the Chiefs. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a deal, they made a move uh, before the trade deadline um, to pick up someone because. With what they have, they've got Kelsey, and they've got, a, you know, the receivers, the running backs are pretty good on the backfield. Otherwise, there's nobody from what I can see. They just look like a bunch of overhyped, um, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they're just not good. I mean, that's just my opinion. I mean, I've been following football since the 70s and do fantasy football since the 80s. And, I mean, that's just my opinion. But I think the Lions um, stuck it to them, though. I mean, they, did, they didn't look like a team that was – wasn't uh, ready to play and wasn't up for the uh, for the game. That's for sure. So, you know, and, and same as you, I was kind of cheering for um, Lions a little bit last night. I have a few friends that are Lions fans, so I imagine they were pretty stoked. But um, keep up the good work, Grant. Appreciate it. Thank you, John. And, Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, you too, and take care. Take care. Appreciate it. Uh, and I'm excited for basketball season. I'm really excited for Badgers basketball season as well. I got a, on the topic of Dan Campbell, I got a message to our, our Facebook page. The show does have a Facebook page. I just neglect the hell out of it. And I shouldn't because people send it messages. But on the, the luck of Dan Campbell the last couple of years, I think Dan Campbell's been a really good decision-making coach. I just think he's gotten unlucky. And I feel the same of John Harbaugh and, and Brandon Staley, honestly. Whenever fourth down decisions aren't going the way of the coach, a lot of time I think it's just it's just luck. Uh, I, I got a DM from Josh that says Vikings luck in close games was Lions bad luck in close games last year. Uh, however, new year, if your opponents drop a couple first down passes, you make them pay. Absolutely. I think the Lions got the benefit of a little good luck last night. Totally. But the last couple of years, I mean, that's the exact type of game the Lions would have lost. They would have been right there into the end. They would have had a lead right until the end. And then they would have got stuffed on a fourth down and they would have let the Chiefs drive all the way down and get a field goal to win it. And it's like, oh, we've seen this movie with the Chiefs before. That didn't happen, and I didn't want that to happen last night. I did not want the situation where the Chiefs sneak one out at the end, pull it out of their butt, and then I got to see Dan Campbell on the sideline just gutted because he wanted this win for his guys. I don't know. Dan Campbell and the Lions deserved that game last night, I thought, by the end. Let's take one more call, then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? 
Steve. Steve. What's going on, Steve? Welcome. Hey, Steve from Eau Claire. Grant, I haven't talked to you probably since last fall when I was going uh, fishing and hunting all the time. Oh, God, you're living the dream. You really are, Steve. <laughs> Where's that? Where you head up north well, to hunt? Where, where do you do your, your business around Eau Claire? Well, I, I hunt down in Downsville in Dunn County. Oh, yeah. But uh, we, 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 have, we have a cabin up in Chetek. Oh, I'm going to be in Chetek so, for uh, a I'm wedding gonna... next month. I'm very excited. There are a lot of big swamp bucks down uh, down in southern Dunn County, Steve. Oh, big oh, bucks yeah. down there. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I, I've, had, I've had some encounters. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, where in Chetek are you going to be? Oh, I don't know. I don't look at wedding details until, like, the day before. I have a wedding uh, tomorrow. I still don't know where it is. I need to check the invite. I, I procrastinate, oh, Steve. I, yeah, you'll have to let me know uh, where in Chetek you're going to be. I'll have to meet at one of the bars. There's got to be some good watering holes yeah. up around Chetek, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, Chetek's a lot of fun. you damn straight. Anyway, so, yeah, but anyway, so to get off the subject of drinking, because I'm driving right now, so I, I don't want to talk about drinking. That's fair. Um, <laughs> the game last night, I, I, I tell you what, um, Mahomes being without Travis Kelsey reminded me of Rodgers being without his number one quarterback. Sure. Or his number one receiver, you know, kind of like the deer in the headlights look, where do I go with the ball? You know, yeah. but I tell you what, you, you got to give the Lions a lot of credit. Hey, their, their defense stepped it up, and uh, they look like they're well coached. Um, Jared Goff is a great game manager, you know. I, I mean, I'm a diehard Packer fan, but I'll tell you what, I'd have no problem uh, rooting for the Lions at all. Um, of course, I'm not going to root for them when they play the Packers. But, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, but for sure, I'd I'd root for him against the Vikings and the Bears for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know? Jared Goff, like, yeah. a game manager, a game manager doesn't have to be a bad thing, Steve. You know, like he no, ran the offense, he protected the ball, and then when the game needed him, he stepped up and made two or three really awesome plays in a big moment. That's all you got to do sometimes to win games in the NFL, especially when the other teams, you know, without Travis Kelsey. A lot of quarterbacks that are game managers that won Super Bowls, you know, that really shouldn't have, you know. Sure. Over the last five, six, seven, ten years, whatever, you know. Um, so, anyways. I gotcha. Well, that's that. So, uh, that's that. hey, so uh, we got another injured wide receiver. Yeah, we're gonna have to. T- we're gonna have to address that next. I think after this next break. What, what do they do before I let you go, Steve? What do they do to to make up for the loss of Christian Watson on Sunday? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm getting sick of him being hurt all the time. Yeah. I, I wish they would sign a veteran. I do. I wish that they would bring in a veteran to uh, to help the young guys and to help help the quarterback and just to, you know, because um, as far as I can see right now, there is really no offensive leader on that team. I guess. And I, 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 guess. Think it's gonna, I think it's going to hurt. Yeah. We'll see. I guess Aaron Jones maybe becomes that guy on Sunday. I got to let you go, Steve, because I'm late for a break, but we're going to keep talking about this after this break. All right, you bet. Thanks. Have an awesome weekend. Appreciate it. That's Stephen Eau Claire. Five minutes. We'll come back, and we'll start to actually break into this Christian Watson problem because they're going to be without their deep threat, the guy who can take the top off a defense, you know, stretch the field. It's their big play guy Uh, and a guy that can do a lot of the heavy lifting for Jordan Love. They're going to be without him on Sunday, so we'll talk about how the Packers make do and and handle without him. They missed him through stretches of last year, too, uh, and they made do with some other guys, so they'll have to figure out a way to do it again. Wisco Sports Show, back in five minutes.
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Fins up. It's Friday. It's a special Fins up Friday. It's our first without Jimmy. So we're going to do a little tribute towards the end of the show. My dad is going to be here. Uh, my favorite parrot head. Uh, parrot head that I've known the longest, my father. So we're going to talk to him eh, closer to six o'clock. A couple more calls. We're talking about last night's game and we got to take care of business. Christian Watson is all of a sudden not going to play on Sunday, which isn't totally surprising after the injury report the last couple of days because Romeo Dobbs is back at practice. Christian Watson was not. You're like, oh, that doesn't bode well. He's going to be out on Sunday. So now we got to figure out what the Packers are going to do and how they're going to make up that production. Let's talk to Mike in lacrosse, 608-321-1670. Mike, what's up? Hey, your favorite Texan in lacrosse. Mike Byers with Texan here, Grant. Mike, what's going on? How are you today? Happy Friday. Good, yeah. Happy Friday indeed. Uh, great idea with the um, Buffett tribute. Um, last night's NFL game, win or lose, was in like 99% about the Lions. You know, it's like the pundits, you got a half of them saying they're going to win the division. You got a half, or, you know, let's say a third. Yeah. A third saying they're going to win the division. A third saying they're going to be in the middle. A third saying they're going to be at the bottom. You know, and so <clears throat> uh, one game does not a season make, but, you know, what a great start for them. And uh, the last caller said, yeah, you know, hey, I'd, root for the Lions because I'm sure as heck not <laughs> rooting ever for the Vikes or the yeah. Bears and I thought hey you know I think I'm kind of in that same boat too and you know it's, it's good to see an underdog um, win you know Americans Americans love an underdog so yeah, yeah I thought that was, that was pretty interesting well for years we probably couldn't be on the Lions because Mike McCarthy infamously said I'm nobody's underdog uh, but and we love Mike McCarthy. We love the Lions all the same. We love an underdog story. I was just happy to see a close game in a big spot go the way of Dan Campbell oh, and the yeah. Lions. Because how many times last year did we see him almost get a big win and then they didn't at the last second? Yeah, yeah, indeed. <sighs> so um, I'm gearing up. I didn't get to see the whole game. Uh, we were down at Moon Tunes for the last regular Thursday night Moon Tunes, Moon Tunes. Grand finale Woodstock uh, tomorrow Saturday, but um, so I missed part of the game. But uh, yeah, it seemed like a, a pretty good game to watch. But right now I'm uh, heading home. Be home in five minutes. I'm gonna change clothes and we're heading out for some Friday night lights, high school football. Which team? My grandson is. Um, I can brag him up here. He's, he's a senior star on the Crescent Lancers, which has really had a, <laughs> another underdog team for a long time. I love it really that. had a resurgence, got a new new coach, and they had a winning season last year, went to playoffs. And uh, he had a big game last week for opening the season, 121 yards rushing. He had a Ooh. scoop and score touchdown, caught one of two long 30-plus yard passes, and he plays linebacker. So he had – Several, several uh, oh boy. Um, tackles for um, third down to prevent, uh, you know, to stop the drive. And probably a couple of them that um, probably saved a score or a really long play. So, yeah, he had a big first game. He was uh, named one of the ten uh, players to watch in southeast Minnesota from last year as a junior, Jaden George. So, yeah, we're, 
We're headed over to Chatfield and looking for uh, hopefully another big game for for Jaden, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a blast. Enjoy the the cruise through beautiful South. East Minnesota. I had to close my eyes and visualize it for a second. Enjoy the Friday Night Lights, Mike. If there's anybody, you're from Texas, you know about Friday Night Lights, so go enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like to say that football in Texas is a business, and it's a big business. And it's a big business at the high school level, unfortunately, I usually add. But tomorrow night, uh, because thanks to uh, uh, Disney and Spectrum, You know, I got to go out to B-Dubs, which will be cool, because then I can watch both Texas-Alabama, my Longhorn, and the uh, Badger game uh, a half hour later. Order some some Long Islands and and sit back and relax and enjoy (laughs) it, Mike. I I got to get to one more caller before we take a break. I appreciate you. That's all all I had. Yeah, some really good calls this week. It's been a good week. All right, man, thanks. Callers have been getting busy. Appreciate you, Mike. That's our uh, favorite West Texan in lacrosse. Big Ron in Jersey is here. No better way to wrap up the first hour of a Fins Up Friday. Big Ron, what's up? You know, normally I call in and I say happy Fins Up Friday, but it's kind of a sad Fins Up Friday because, you know, it's the first Fins Up Friday where where Jimmy's not with us, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to my first concert back in 30 years ago in 1993. It was at Summerfest in Milwaukee at the then what was called the Marcus Amphitheater. And, um... I remember it was it was the Off to See the Lizard tour, Ooh. and the opening band was the Iguanas, and it just changed my life. Um, so, um, you know, and I wrote a I wrote a little tribute that I DM'd you, but I want to share with your audience if you don't mind. Yes, please. So, rest in peace, Jimmy. He was a musical legend who transported us to Margaritaville and beyond with his timeless tunes. Here's to a life filled with sunshine, sandy beaches, and endless stories. May his music continue to inspire us to embrace the laid-back island state of mind. You know, cheers to the man who made us all feel like pirates looking at 40 and reminded us to save, savor life's simple pleasures. Jimmy, may your music live on forever, and may your margarita glass be forever full. You know, he died while he was living and didn't live while he was dead. Hell yeah. He lived his life like a song. So that's my little tribute to him, you know? I appreciate that, Big Ron. You going to listen to some Buffett this weekend? What do you got going on? That was that was me all of last weekend. As my parents, they live on the lake, so I was just down by the water. I drank a lot of beers and listened to a lot of Jimmy. Yeah, I was actually listening to Jimmy the other morning. I was listening to Nautical Wheelers. And I don't know. I just started tearing up. And I don't start tearing up that often. And uh, no, You're a stoic man, Big Ron. Yes, yes. So, um, but I just got emotional and... I'm actually up in um, New Hampshire this weekend for my 10-year-old's youth hockey tournament. So I just got back from a youth hockey game, and we're going out to Dave and Buster's for a team dinner tonight. D&B. Hell yeah. Jimmy would love that. That sounds like a blast. You got a pick for the Packers game before I let you go? You know, I think with Watson and being out and the Dubs, you know, humbled, I think uh, the Bears will probably get him by a field goal. <sighs> Watch this come down to our field goal kicker. I'm not ready for that. No, neither am I. But, you know, my pick of the week is take the over in the Badger game, over 58 and a half. Okay. Um, their, uh, Badger's defense looked suspect against Buffalo, and their quarterback threw for 450 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions in their first game against Colorado State. Yeah. And um, I did some research on Washington State. Their front seven is pretty weak. We should be able to manhandle them inside at the line of scrimmage and watch our running game get going. So take the over 58 and a half. That's my lock of the week. 
appreciate you, Big Ron. Fins up. Thank you for calling in. I was happy to talk to a big parrot head like you. Thank you so much. All right. I'm looking forward to the rest of the show. Take care. Yeah, be well. That's Big Ron in Jersey. Cheers to your uh, your youth hockey team, too. And enjoy D&B's Dave & Buster's. Oh, no better place to be. Yeah, I'll tear up to some Buffett. Oh, God, it's going to happen again this weekend, isn't it? I'm going to leave work and put them on as I do every Friday night after work. It just doesn't feel the same. Three minutes. We'll come back. Wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. Got to take a break and uh, get an update from Zach Heilprin here. Just a minute or two. Zach's headed out to Pullman. Go watch the Badgers this weekend. Monday, we'll have a lot to talk about. A Badger game to talk about. A Packers-Bears game to talk about. Today, we're previewing Packers-Bears a little bit, talking about the Christian Watson injury and also reacting to last night's game. Those of you that had Jameer Gibbs in fantasy and drafted him very high and had high expectations. And you were underwhelmed last night because David Montgomery was getting a bunch of touches. You're like, what the hell? This quote, I just saw it. It came out this afternoon from Dan Campbell. This makes me laugh. Lions coach Dan Campbell says Jameer Gibbs' low snap count against Kansas City was by design. He wanted to let him get a glimpse of what the game looked like before unleashing him. Quote, he'll begin to get more touches now. So that was just the beginning last night. <laughs> Fantasy owners like... Now you tell us, you tell us that after the game, and I like you got to have some sort of competitive advantage too. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, wait, you waited until now to tell us. So fantasy football is maddening. It's amazing the way that it just messes with grown men. Incredible. Two minutes, we'll be back. Hour two of the Wisco Sports Show. to start out i'm really a simple catholic altar boy who wanted to play bass in a band to meet chicks that's what i wanted to be i didn't want to be the front man this is where wisconsin gathers to talk sports packers brewers badgers bucks the wisco sports show is on the air now here's your host grant bills lost today maybe the best thing the brewers can do next couple weeks just do nothing at all you got any more of those off days (laughs) you got any any more of these i think they have like 16 17 games in a row now towards the finish line i don't think they have another off day or if they do it's weeks and weeks down the road now Uh, i really like the way 2018 worked out where you just had an off day every week it was great Craig could build around it, structure around it, use some of those extra September call-ups to, to fill in the gaps. Well, now, of course, we don't have September call-ups, which maybe, as Onabam Fam told us yesterday, maybe that's part of the reason why uh, Craig Timber really hasn't been the same since 2018. The last time the Brewers were actually great in September, uh, it was so long ago, Josh Donaldson and Jesse Winker were productive 
Major League Baseball players. Just something to something to think about. Cubs lost today. Uh, we appreciate the Cubs for giving us a little help the last two nights. The Brewers uh, just not playing, not 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 risking a loss. We don't need to risk the win. We got a little bit of a cushion. The burden of proof is on the Cubs to run us down, not the other way around. We'll talk more Brewers maybe next week. Monday's going to be loaded because we're going to be reacting to the first full slate of NFL games and Badgers week two, Luke Fickle, Phil Longo, and the boys headed out to the West Coast. Big Ten country, but not a, a Big Ten team. They're not playing Oregon. They're playing uh, Washington State. Washington and Oregon both coming to the Big Ten. God, that's still weird. 608-321-1670. If you'd like to join the Wisco Sports Show, that's the number. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. People are, people are correcting me. Because I responded to Brett and Tosa earlier that a caller to the Bill Michaels show told me off air today that Keston Hero is on the same flight as him from Nashville to Milwaukee earlier this week. I was not reporting that Keston was about to get called up. I wasn't reporting anything. And now people are in my mentions like, oh, he's got elbow soreness. I, man, he could have both elbows could be sore. I just told you that I placed him on this plane. I put him on the plane using sources close to the situation, a.k.a. someone else who is on the plane. Who called Bill's show? Didn't even call the show. Called Bill's show. Uh, but it sounds like Keston here has elbow discomfort, and they're getting him checked out. He wasn't even lined up for Rick Sweet's birthday yesterday. That's how you know things must be bad. But we're not talking Brewers. Talking about last night, trying to figure out if it was more about the Chiefs or more about the Lions, right? Let's Let's say the Chiefs and the Lions had a level of expectation. We had a level of expectation for the Detroit Lions. I think they took that step up. They might have raised our level for them last night. We had a certain expectation for the Chiefs, and I think the Chiefs came up short. I think they came beneath our expectation. So which gap is wider? Were we more unimpressed with the Chiefs, or were we more impressed with the Lions? Right? Which team strayed farther from our expectation? Let me put it that way. It was last night more about the Chiefs disappointing and showing that, man, we don't have much other than Travis Kelsey. Or was it more about the Lions proving that they're not just plucky, they're not just on the come up, they're a legit team that's going to take another step this year, a step that they didn't take last year. They got close, but not quite. And they weren't able to make the playoffs. They did knock the Packers out of the playoffs, uh, but not able to make the playoffs themselves. Kansas City's weapons other than Travis Kelsey. Woof. And I don't think it's unfair to say that today. There's a lot of a lot of reasonable sports fans and sports talkers like, yeah, you never want to overreact. Next Monday is is famous overreaction Monday, right? I think it's fair to react, and I think it's fair to draw opinions from last night's game. A fair opinion from last night's game of the Chiefs would be, wow, if Travis Kelsey's not out there, they don't really have a great option. Now, the unfair opinion would be, Chiefs are screwed. Chargers are going to win this division. Chiefs might miss the playoffs. That's that, that's taking it a bridge too far. It's taking it a step too far. But last night, I thought the Chiefs made it very clear. Without Travis Kelsey, they really don't have anyone scary. I thought maybe Pacheco would flash a little bit. He he was out there. McKinnon, they were out there. Clyde Rodgers-Lair, they were out there. There wasn't any flash or, or pop or, or zing there. Jody Fortson and Noah Gray, they're fine. They're out there. Mahomes trusts him. It's not like Mahomes had trust issues last night. Mahomes completed passes to 11 different receivers, backs, tight ends, wide receivers, 11 different pass catchers is probably the, the correct language that I should use. Kadarius Tony was awful. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I, I saved his PFF rating 
<laughs> last night is the worst single game grade given to a wide receiver since 2018. Giants fans are like, yeah, yeah. There's the guy that we drafted in the first round, and we we were told that we moved off of him too soon, and we were dumb to trade him. There's the guy. There he shows up. He had his moment in the Super Bowl, but there's the real Kadarius Tony. Finally stood up. Sky Moore didn't even get targets last night. He didn't have a catch. Patrick Mahomes really wasn't even looking his way. That was the guy they drafted last year. And I think, I think, I don't know, I think Travis Kelsey will come back in the next week or two or three, and he'll be fine. And I, my money would be on him playing the rest of the season and probably being great, probably being Travis Kelsey. We don't know that for sure, but based on years and years and years of precedent, that would be my bet. That, that's what I would guess we see from Travis Kelsey, and this probably isn't a talking point for the rest of the year. And, and with Travis Kelsey out there, that takes a little bit of the load off of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a little bit of the load off Canarius Tony and, and Sky Moore. I, I'm almost out on them completely after last night's game. You might think, well, that's unfair. I, I don't know. That was, Jesus, that was bad. That was That was really, really, really bad. So I think Kelsey comes back. And that kind of puts everything back in, in the proper place in the in the Chiefs offensive ecosystem. I don't know. We don't know. Travis Kelsey's pretty old. He's been so good and so sturdy and so consistent and so healthy for so long. Like I, we've never really wrestled with the idea. I've never really wrestled with the idea of, you know, if he goes away, if he gets hurt, if and it could be just be unlucky, like Jordy Nelson in the preseason in 2015. Not like someone has to crush him with a big hit. You could you know, get hurt just running out of bounds. Non-contact injuries happen all the time. What happens for the Chiefs then? Last night was a little bit of a glance into that world, and I thought Patrick Mahomes looked very good. I'm not going to lie. Then towards the end of the game, I thought they were going to convert that fourth and 25. Heck, they probably should have. He made an okay throw. It went through the hands of Sky Moore. It would have been a tough catch, but like Patrick Mahomes looked as good as ever last night. It just got to the point where... Balls are bouncing off of hands and bouncing off of thighs and pick sixes are bouncing up into the air. And Brian Branch said, oh, look what I found. Takes it in for six points. That's not a good group of skill position players at all. And I don't think it's unfair to say that after last night. That's not an overreaction. Now, what it means for the Chiefs in the long term, uh, we need to see more. We need more evidence to, I think, draw conclusions about that. But last night, woof. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Grant, this is Mike in Colorado. Mike in Colorado. Oh my God, Mike. So I think our uh, hey. I think our texting line might have gone away. It was from the old studio. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you get what I did you get that package I sent, that envelope? I did. And I was gonna text you, but okay. the, I think the text line has died. So I was hoping either on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, I appreciated the card and the the Edmund Fitzgerald Cancuzi. That thing rules. Yeah, I thought you might like that. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that killer. little shop I found it in it had all sorts of little knickknacks from Ed, Edmund Fitzgerald. It was pretty neat. Were you up in Grand Marais? Where, where were you again? We were in Silver Bay, which is about 60 miles, I think, uh, west or southwest of um, Grand Marais. Yeah. About 55 miles northeast of Duluth. Right yeah, off of, beautiful. it's an old mining town. It's a little mining town that was built by the North Shore Mining Company. And all the ho- towns, uh, houses are are small, a little community, 2,000 people. God, I and, love that. Uh, yeah, it's cool. There's 
Lake Superior is so awesome. It's just unbelievable. It really is. It's about to be Lake Superior season. Go up there. I think I have a weekend blocked off in mid-October. I swear if another one of my dumbass friends decides to get married and fills up another one of my weekends this fall (laughs) and makes it so I can't go up there, I'm going to get angry. But I think we're in in the clear. (laughs) My brother-in-law, his his parents' house were there, then he inherited it since they're gone now. And uh, he goes up three or four times a year. So I think he's going back up in October because then he does some pheasant hunting and, and things oh. like that. And then he'll go up in the, and maybe in February in the spring. And then uh, August, he does the Silver Bay Golf Tournament. So He knows the way to my heart. Well, what, what's what's tickling your sports fans right now? Were you watching last night or are you focused on Sunday, Packers, I Bears? I, 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 well, I'm all, I think I'm all set because I got a direct TV there and they go. have a dispute going on with the local Fox network here. And so we couldn't watch the uh, uh, CU game. Not that I'm a big CU fan, but uh, the Packers will be, I think, on local channel 31 here, and that's going to be blacked out. But I think I'm going to be able to get it off my NFL app on my phone. And then our daughter will be able to mirror it onto the TV. There you go. And I signed up for the YouTube uh, NFL package. just the, the package, the ticket itself. Well, you should be able so to get it on that because that won't be blacked out. You're not in a whole no, market. No, it, 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 it's blacked out because it's going to be broadcast on an in-market channel here. Oh. So, and so that's what kind of sucked last year, the last couple of years, is the Packers were on primetime so much, and here I'm paying like 250 <laughs> yeah. 300 for the ticket. And I only needed to watch the ticket two or three times last year because they're either on, you know, late afternoon, prime time, Monday night, Thursday night, whatever, you know. Well, at so. least you didn't miss those crummy noon games against the Lions, I think, in the one <laughs> earlier on in the year. Thank God you didn't. It would have been a crime to miss out on those. How do you think they do without Watson on Sunday? How do, how do we get around that? Where well, do we get our yards? You know, it, I'm kind of wondering about him a little bit. He seems to be a little frail. You know, and I don't know what the deal is. All of a sudden, he gets a hamstring, and and uh, I I'm disappointed he's not playing. That but sucks. I think it's going to be all up to Lafleur to get these guys all on the same page, and he's got to put uh, love in positions to play well and make the right plays, and he's got to get his defensive coordinator to get after the Bears. Yeah, I just so, Joe Barry cooking I, up a game plan to stop Justin Fields. That's like letting a kindergartner in a in a <laughs> nuclear power plant. Like I just I don't trust Joe Barry to. I, would it be shocking at all if Justin Fields run for two hundred yards on Sunday? No, that would be our lot in life. Uh, I I I don't see that happen. I I just we'll we'll just see what happens. You know, I I think the Packers got the talent to beat the Bears. It's just a matter of if, if Lafleur and the coaches can get those guys in the right frame of mind and put them in the right place to win. All right. I would agree with that. Appreciate you, Mike. You going to listen to any Jimmy Buffett this weekend? Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe just a little. I you know I went to one of his concerts back here in the late, is it early or mid-90s at Fillers Green, and I had the bottle of rum. So <laughs> I, <love laughs> I, I remember, surprisingly, I remember a lot of that concert, even though I was so hungover, I had a call in sick the next day. Yeah. Only time I ever did that. Wow, our brains won't I wanted let us to extend my condolences like to you on that. I, I, you know, I like that you're a big, big Buffett fan. So, a lot of folks. On hey, the show. are you uh, are you cutting your sh- uh, the show uh, ending early tonight because of the Brewers? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Hold on, let me scroll. <laughs> what time do they play? Maybe it is. I think they're on a five oh five. let me scroll down here. Brewers regular season. Yeah, we're going to be done at five thirty. 
I appreciate that reminder, Mike, because I got to call my dad and we're going to talk about Jimmy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. You better get him on on the line. Oh my God! Well, I'm going to do that right now, Mike. I appreciate you. Thanks for the heads up. Hey, Grant, you take care. Have a good weekend. And the caller who was complimenting you earlier at the start of the show, he's right. you got a different perspective. I look forward to hearing you every day. I appreciate Seriously. that, Mike. Sorry we can't go back okay. and forth texting anymore. I feel oh, bad. Hey, I'm going to be in. Are you in Oktoberfest? Going for Oktoberfest? I will be there Friday. You bet. Um, I think uh, me and my wife are going to be there, I hope. Yeah. We're planning on it. We'll, we'll find a way to track each other down as the day gets closer. No doubt. All right. I'll be in the beer tent. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Have a good weekend. <laughs> okay. Bye, Grant. Much love. Mike in Colorado. Doesn't text off. Listens every day. Uh, doesn't call often. Used to text and tweet every day. I feel bad that our, our text line went away. Got to figure out some other outlet. Let's take a break because the show's done at 530. I want to call my dad. Talk about Jimmy Buffett next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right. I think we better stay by the water. It's safer there. Are you ready? We're going to that one particular holla. Wisco Sports Show, final 10 minutes as Mike in Colorado uh, <laughs> reminded me. Thank you, Mike. Uh, it's a good thing you did remind me because I have an eight-minute conversation with my dad that I want to play you, and it'll fit perfectly within this window. My dad is, he's the OG parent head in my life. Got me and my siblings into Buffett, uh, and it was fun being with him and my mom and, and my siblings last week uh, after the news broke on Friday. Just a couple Jimmy Buffett questions. I talked to him earlier this afternoon. Here is our... Uh, conversation uh this is my my father tom known as boathouse tom on the twitter streets he has a little bit of a cult following we were talking last weekend about this your first buffett vinyl was you had to be there correct the live album do you do you yeah do you remember what pushed you to buy that well i bought my first jimmy buffett album um in in 1982 i remember that that's when i graduated from college um because that whole country rock style uh was really in you know, the Eagles, Jerry Jeff Walker, Jackson Brown were all really hot, and, and Buffett was right in their wheelhouse. Um, he describes himself as, as being the Eagles' old road bud. Yeah. Um, the music was hot, and the first album I bought was, as you said, um, was You Had to Be There, and it was a double, double live album. It was, I think it was recorded in, like, 1977. So it's not like I was right on top of things, yeah. but it was, it was a really good album. And I named my first dog, um, Cecil from the Margaritaville version on that record. So there's that's a, where that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of gems on that album. Cause there's like three minutes of banter for each song, which is funny. Cause like nowadays you put music digitally on Spotify or whatever. I'm sure there are constraints, but you're not constrained to an actual physical vinyl. And they were just filling three, four minutes, sometimes a track with banter of him on stage. So there's a lot there's a lot of gems in that album, more so than some of his newer live albums. Um, so you got in. That's interesting. Okay, so because of other artists. In your opinion, why did Jimmy Buffett fans like Jimmy Buffett so much? Well, I, I, to me, I think it's really simple. Um, people like Buffett, in, 
in my opinion, because he knows how to live. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a, a work hard, play hard guy. All of the fun stuff that he does is the result of being on the road a ton and playing a big show every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, and when he does take time off, he doesn't sit around the house and watch football. He goes to South America and, and to Paris, and he goes sailing and flying. And when he flies, he doesn't just fly commercial. He, uh, he gets on his, his citation jet, or he, he flies his big Grumman Albatross, and, he go, and then he goes someplace and he goes snorkeling. Um, you know, w- with activities like that, what's not to like? Yeah, he gets to do a lot of fun stuff, and people see that and they think, "Boy, I'd like to be Jimmy Buffett." I think we'd all like to be Jimmy Buffett. How many times have you yeah. seen him? Do you know exactly? Yeah, it, it's only four. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've seen other acts more, but I, I'll be honest, I don't think my liver was up to seeing him more than four times. <laughs> yeah. All at Summerfest? Where did you see him? No, I saw him twice at Summerfest. Um, and and at, at that time, it was called the Marcus Amphitheater. And then I saw him once at Alpine Valley, which was a big disappointment. I was not uh, impressed at all with Alpine Valley. Now, maybe it's changed a, a lot in the years since. And then I saw him once at the Target Center in Minneapolis on a Friday night, which was followed the very next night by uh, an Elton John concert. Um, so... Uh, I just want to make it clear that I wasn't always a bore. <laughs> you did do you did do other <laughs> things. Yeah, I yeah. like some people. You know, like Dave Matthews fans be like, I've seen seventy shows. It's like holy balls. I would have liked to see Buffett more than once, but saw him outside, saw him before the Eagles, which was pretty cool. And it's, yep. like seeing him inside wouldn't have been the end of the world either. But it is cool to be outside and in the middle of the yeah, summer. Yeah, it, 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 it was good to see him inside. It was cold, so yeah, that was. That was the option we had, was to see him inside. Yeah, that's just kind of our reality, I guess, in the Midwest. Do you have a favorite concert memory or one of the shows or one of the songs, anything specific? Yeah, the first time we saw him, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we sat on the grass, uh, which was an option at the time, um, at the Marcus Amphitheater. You get your got your arms stamped, and you could sit free on the grass up in the nosebleeds. But the second year... Um, uh, my favorite concert memory was getting complimentary second row tickets from um, who is now my no brother good in law. Yeah. And, and, and having, and they were complimentary second row tickets. Damn. And having the Coral Reefer band come out and put a balloon animal on my friend's head just before the start of the show. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty tough to beat. Uh, before I let you go, do you have a, we like Mount Rushmore in sports radio. Do you have a Mount Rushmore Buffett songs, your four favorite, or close to four? Well, if you have fewer or more, yeah, that's fine, too. Yeah, I, I, I do. Um, but, you know, anytime you ask for favorites, it, it gets really difficult. Yeah. Um, for instance, if you were listening to a, an album like a, a fairly recent one, like Take the Weather With You, you might choose something like Trip Around the Sun. It's a duet with Martina McBride. It's a really good song. But the the, the question kind of compares with what are your favorite foods? You know, yeah. if you're eating chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream, that's probably going to be on your list, right? Yeah. So I guess I probably have 
one favorite and the rest are pretty much are all tied. Yeah. Um, number one is, is probably little miss magic just because Jimmy talks about how his daughter and his wife are the only women woman for him. Yeah. And I feel the same way. And of course I feel the same way about my boys too. Thank you. Not to leave you guys. Thank you. Yeah, not to leave you guys out. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. So, and, and of course, number two might be Jolly Mon. Yeah. Simply because of rep- repetition. I mean, you know as well as anyone, we, between the song and the book, our family's been over that about 500 times. We know it well. That's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, number three might be something like simple, like Cowboy in the Jungle. Yeah. Not necessarily because it's the greatest song in the world, but because, like most Buffett songs, I can sing along and yeah. not embarrass myself. That's important. I like that. Um, and, and the next ones are party tunes. And let's face it, if you see him live and he doesn't play Thins and or Fruitcakes, yeah. there's probably going to be a riot or at the very least, an awful lot of disappointed drunks. Yeah, I love fruitcake. So, you got to know all the words of fruitcake. You know, I think that's five, but th- that's kind of where I land uh, on my Mount Rushmore picks. It's an important thing to think about. You always got to be. Well, you always got to be thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's where I stand. Yeah, well, that's about it. Thanks for coming on, Dad. I appreciate this. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, maybe in a month we can talk about the Brewers. Do you think they're going to hold on to win this division, by the way, while I have you? <laughs> I, I think so, but I think the key here is, and, and I, I think where they failed in the last week or 10 days, is that they've kind of gotten away from that hit-and-run style, that uh-huh. small ball style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think council needs to get back to moving, putting runners in motion. I can he's he's kind of, kind of gotten away from that, and I think that's key. Well, and if they get Jesse Winker back, who knows? This offense could take off very, very quickly. Who who knows? That guy's been lighting it up in AAA, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, hope Dad. So. Love you. Appreciate you. Yep. Have a good one. That is my dad. Uh, go follow him on Twitter. Go give him the the Bills bump. <laughs> he's on Twitter at Bills Tom. Uh, everyone, go rush to follow him because he'll be like, "What the hell?" And it'll be funny. So go follow him on Twitter. I appreciate him. Appreciate a couple calls that we got from Parrot Heads today. Uh, I promise I won't belabor this out the next couple weeks. Like, I'm not going to continue to do this. This is the first Fins Up Friday we have without Jimmy. It's important. We had to do this today. So thanks for bearing with me if you don't like Buffett. You like the Brewers, though. They're coming up next. I'll talk to you Monday at 4. What can we say? Thank you all very much. You sure make a, a boy from Mississippi feel right at home in Wisconsin. Thank you all.